to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What's up, my peoples? It's your boy. It's Pastor Wade Scarborough. You know what time it is. You know it's an honor. It's my honor, actually, and privilege that you have taken your time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life. Listen, this journey is something, boy, this life journey. Oh, my goodness. It's really a culmination of all of our choices. Good God Almighty. So listen, if you're taking the time out with all this foolishness that's going on, oh, my God, don't. And, you know, shout out to everybody that has been affected by the pandemic, the mandemic, the scandemic, you know, especially if you've been unemployed, there's 50 million people that's unemployed in the United States right now. We have a homeless problem that is uh, is about to be bigger than we can possibly imagine. Listen, my heart goes out to you. All those that are uh, deciding whether to get vaccinated or not, just do your research. And always remember, God has placed everything you need inside your body. You don't need a man-made drug, but I'm going to leave that alone as well. For those that are joining us for the very first time, let me just give you a special welcome and just say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You could be joining any conversation during this time, whether you're working at home, whether you're driving right now, whether you're in the office, if you're allowed to go back to the office, depending on where you are. We have, I know we have different people with India, UK, United States, all over. So I thank you for every one of your support uh, that tune in every single week without fail. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I will always continue to uh, uh, pray for you, whether I know you directly or indirectly. Thank you so much. Let me tell you what this show is all about. What we like to conversate, you know, we just like to talk. As my boy TV says, we like to keep it 100, keep it real. We like discussing various topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday or the Bible to study, or shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinions are not valid, and we can have a conversation freely here on This is the Day with Pastor Wade, without judgment, y'all. So if you're joining us for the very first time, we have uh, other conversations. Listen, we have over a year and a half conversation. Listen, we've been doing this. No, not a year and a half. We've been doing it just over a year, y'all. So we've been going strong for a whole year, y'all. So let me just tell you, thank you for all those that have been hanging in uh, with us. Uh, thank you for the new people that's going to hang with us for this next year. We did How to Apply Faith before now we're in Disciplines of Faith. And before How to Apply Faith, we also did the How to Treat One Another. <sighs> Go back and definitely listen to that. We got we got big issues with that right now. And I'm sorry for it. every person that says they love the Lord and especially if they've been in church for a long time and they treat you, they got a bad attitude, treat you like dirt, have unforgiveness. I'm sorry. Let me just apologize for that because I can, I know some of us, the people in the church are the worst. 
like I get it. That's why a lot of people don't like to come to church, the institution of church, even though the person is a church, because, man, the people that are running the church can be the meanest sometimes. And I get it. So listen, let me apologize for if you've ever experienced that. And it's not really church hurts. It's people hurt, hurt people, hurt people. And I'm sorry, it's just people hurting people. And if you've ever experienced anything like that, my heart goes out to you. I am sorry. Not all people in the body of Christ are bad and are mean spirited. So so we did how to treat one another. And before that, we did the 10 principles for a successful relationship. So let's get right into it. We're going to do part two of the discipline of submission. But for, the, for all those that are new, we do this on this is like a plane. And you know how they start off the plane before the flight. You got to make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright and locked position. Any turbulence you feel on this plane is God shaking at the very root what does not belong on this flight. If you're listening with somebody, which I hope you are, look at them and say, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. As always, we start about what is discipline, even though we're going to talk part two about the discipline of submission. Talk about that. You know, submission, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal to a lot of people. So discipline is an activity, exercise or a regiment that develops or improves a skill or training activity, exercise, or it's a regiment that de develops. We're developing here. We're developing our spiritual muscles, our spiritual faith muscles. We're developing that discipline. Like I told you, I get up for boxing. So what happens is I'm getting into a regimen of working out, also learning a skill and a training. But And it's an activity and also exercise. So this is all what discipline does. It's a workout. But you got to work out your faith as well. Just like you got to work out a marriage. You got to work out being a leader. You got to work out being a follower. You got It's a discipline. It takes that. Listen, my pastor is... The church I'm the pastor on staff at, he he named me the pastor of discipleship when he ordained me. So there's the word, you can't have discipleship without the word discipline, <laughs> period. So if there's going to be no discipline, then what are we doing? I'm just saying. So discipline is very key in anything we do. I'm just going to bring everybody back into the room I like this scripture because it's unity through humility. And you know, when I say we use scripture, I like to keep everything in context because if you take the word text out of the word context, all you're left with is a con. We don't con people here because listen, I'll be the first to tell you, I am not the is all be all. Listen, no bishop, no pastor, no, no one is. But what happens is all I try to do is widen your gaze and then you can do your research. All I can do is just give you information. And we can have a discussion. That's why one of my favorite scriptures is come, let us reason together. And it seems that we forgot to do that in the church. We don't like to reason anymore. Like we just like the people tell what to do and not reason and understand why and why are we doing it this way? And, and we fail to adjust in certain ways. That's why a lot of people don't like to come back into the institution of church, a church building. But I'm going to leave that alone. So Philippians 2. Yeah, 1 through 8. So, therefore, if there is any, this is Philippians 2, 1 through 8. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Jesus, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out. Not only of his own interests, 
but also for the interests of others. That verse four right there is major. Let each of you look out, not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Oh boy. You know, especially when somebody says, oh, this is how I feel about something. You don't care why they feel that way. You just care about your own interests. I'm going to leave that alone. Verse five. It said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Jesus Christ, uh, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross submission y'all is clearly a choice i mean we can say people could try to make you submit but that's not true like we're gonna get into it but submission is clear and you're doing it based on respect part two discipline of submission when we become quote unquote i don't like using christians because christians is a is a slang term is a slang term it's like the n-word for black people i mean it was used in the bible because based on the people that follow jesus so they were called christians as those are disciples of christ so and basically you got to understand either by birth in a christian family which does not actually make you a christian just as being in a supermarket does not make you a cucumber but many christians just think that since my family is so i am too that is not the truth at all that that's the same for uh just because your family is buddhist don't mean you're buddhist just because your family is jewish some people that are jewish they don't even practice the jewish faith they'd be like i don't want to do that so uh, that's the same for that even though your culture may be us from a certain way doesn't make you that so it's the same for being a disciple of Christ. So whatever you, as far as meditation, whatever you believe in, just because your family was that doesn't mean you're that is what that means. Or through evangelism as an adult, a time must come when Jesus must take hold of us on a deeper level in radical commitment and conviction. This requires our determined practice of our Christian faith. So the reality of who we are in Jesus hits us deeper with more power and faith and conviction as we start to grow and be more serious with our faith. The result is of more use to God and better in our relationships with others. The discipline of submission allows us to completely change the filthy agendas. Woo! The discipline of submission allows us to completely change the filthy agendas of our minds and fill them with the new golden wonders of his love and precepts. I can just stop right there. That was a mouthful, ladies and gentlemen. The discipline of submission allows us to completely change the filthy agendas. Man, have you ever been a part of an organization where you see a filthy agenda? I'm going to leave that alone. Of our minds and also fill them with new golden wonders of his love and precepts. Submission comes before obedience, before we can venture with the real authentic obedience without a drudgery of compulsion. We cannot surrender to Jesus until we have submitted to his lordship. This will transform into a practical application of our faith. This is a discipline, y'all, because we have to continually work at it. It does not just happen on its own. Something astounding. Woo! 
must take place within us to transform us. In other words, we must become the people of God in order that we can be capable and willing to do the work of God. Our relinquishment of our will to his is paramount to making this happen. That's Mark 8, 34. That's John 3, 27 through 30. Let's go. Listen, y'all want me to stop? I'm just saying. This submission is a tough one. You know, some folks, I ain't submitting to nothing. Well, you go submit to something. Regardless whether you know it or not, you're going to submit to something. So you might as well submit to something that has your best interest. <laughs> I'm just saying you might as well submit to something that has not only God's best interest, but God has your best interest. So I'm just saying you got to know what you're submitting to as well. Discipline of submission will greatly enhance for the better our attitude toward God, which greatly affect our attitude is how we communicate and act with others. We learn this by our humility through the work of the spirit spurred on by the spiritual disciplines of being in his word and practicing before God, our dependence on him, seeking his will and being in prayer. Our motivation, y'all, watch this, is to be the realization that we are saved by grace and kept by his love. We must realize that the faith to respond to Jesus and others will never grow in the shallow soil of our pride. Ouch. That hurt me to say it, y'all. That hurt me right there, just to say that. When we deny ourselves, or I should say when we must realize that the faith— to respond to Jesus and others will never grow in the shallow soil of our pride. Isn't a pride before the fall, a haughty spirit before destruction? Mm -mm. I'm going to leave that alone. Jesus calls us to take up the cross and deny ourselves. This is extreme discipleship, a call that is to cancel out our will so we can submit to his. When we confess Jesus as our savior, it means he is our Lord. We are to surrender to his direction, call, and purpose. When we claim to be his, we need to commit and follow, leaving behind all that hinders and causes us to go astray. This goes against our will and our culture that says you are number one and you deserve whatever you want. Ouch. And I live in L.A., so I know that that. Those statements right there reign supreme in Los Angeles. But usually what we want is not what is best. Usually what we want is not what is best. Yes, we deserve better. Listen to me now. Watch this. And better is to be in Jesus and to follow his ways. When we deny ourselves, we are liberating ourselves from misdirected ways to his way and from temporary skewed fun to eternal wonder. Ain't that what y'all want? That's what we all should want is eternal wonder. But you know, there's there's sometimes, uh, especially in God, there's a freedom. And there's fun in actually following his rules because there's safety. If we just believe him. Just look at what's going on in the world. If we would just all believe what God says. That's why when you look at the Bible, when, regardless of what you believe, whatever religion you are, if you just look at the Bible, Every self-help book, motivation book, every book that is ever written derives somewhere, shape, or form from the Bible. Any leadership book, any motivation book, any one I've, I've ever read, I can usually tell what scripture they got that from. 
I'm just saying. So it is a handbook. It is a guide for all of our lives. I'm just saying, y'all, whether you believe in God, the principles in the Bible work regardless, whether you believe in him or not. Now, it is my prayer that you do come to have a relationship with him. That's my prayer for everybody. But listen, whether you believe it or not, the principle of giving still works, whether you believe in God or not. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it works regardless. So I'm just saying the reason why I use the Bible in a lot of this is because it is the best guide relationship book. It has everything in that book that we would ever need. It is God's last will and testament, even though we know a lot of things have been added, been taken out. Uh, listen, don't get me started on the history of the Bible and what we have now. Listen, there is more than 66 books. But we know that there's stuff been left out. There's other books. When you talk about the Old Testament, Old Testament, listen, it, it, man, when you talk about the Tanakh and all that kind of stuff, hey, don't. there's a lot going on right there. Even with the New Testament, even though we may not know exactly all who wrote the New Testament, I know we have Paul, but there's some other books we're not too sure about, but it doesn't make what is written in there invalid. Oh, boy, I'm going to leave that alone. Somebody's like, what is he talking about? Well, do your research. I'm just saying. Also, the discipline of submission allows us to see that our real, authentic faith follows uh, Jesus. That's Matthew 9, 9 through 13. But we have to be careful because our faith and discipline are easily distracted and even blocked when we are too puffed up with ourselves. If you think you do not need submission, you are very mistaken, for you will be living in your hurt and and or will and not in Jesus. Follow me now. Watch this. The discipline is about our giving of things over to Jesus, such as agendas, passions, motivations, hurts, feelings, and will. Thus, it is more of a form of meekness where our strength and agendas are under control to a greater good and purpose. His purpose. It is also a respect to those who are in authority. Oh, boy. Am I going down somebody's aisle right now? The discipline of submission is the relinquishing. The discipline of submission is the relinquishing. Oh, boy. The discipline of submission is the relinquishing of our self centeredness and pride so our hearts and attitudes are lined up to jesus and not ours or others skewed personal agendas or past hurts ouch so our focus is not on pleasure but on holiness. This is the practice of the fruit of the spirit. So it is flowing from our relationship with Jesus. This will make our faith and conduct easier because of the assistance of our discipline of focusing on Jesus and being in compliance to him and his precepts and not on our perceived quote unquote self-importance. Oh boy. The discipline aspect of submission is our resolve fortitude and practice to remain faithful and to take what Jesus has given us and make it grow as we are called to do. Listen, I've been getting in trouble. Man, this is a tough one, y'all. That submission thing, listen, there's power in submission. If you haven't gotten that part right now, power is in submission because think about how strong, everybody just think about right now how strong your will is. And for you to give up your will, 
because that's what submission is, giving up your will. It's like when we are in ministries, if you're a person that goes to church like to serve, what happened is you're surrendering your will. Because when the pastor or whoever leaders of the church, and when you feel the presence of the Lord there and you say, I want to be a member here. Now, all of your agendas, all of your will, everything that you wanted to do now, as far as personally, unless it matches up with the church's vision or the pastor's vision for the church right now, when you start to submit, you have to move that aside. You can pick that back up on the way to your personal life, but inside the institution of church, just saying. There's power in submission, but there's power in submission in every area of your life. When you submit, when you go to a job, think about it. Even though you're trading, it's what we call linear income. You're trading time for money and then you have a boss. No matter how much they're paying, you still have a choice whether you're going to submit to who the boss is or not. Listen, I've walked out on jobs. Listen, if the the boss is somebody that doesn't have people's best interests at hand or they're not a kind person, stuff like that, listen, you're not going to get along way too well because I have a pet peeve, man. I hate mean people, mean-spirited people. I, I, I can't stand that. I mean, you show people with respect, show people, and I hate mean-spirited people. So if I, in any organization, anybody's mean-spirited right there, you will you will get resistance from me. Because I do not tolerate mean people. I hate mean-spirited people. I don't even hang out with mean-spirited people. I cannot do it. But understand that the discipline of submission is also an attitude of humility, which is a parallel to an attitude of obedience. Submission attacks our self-promoting posturing and pride. The attitude of humility attacks and nullifies our self-love mentality that causes pride. Humility minimizes our arrogance and removes pride. The misunderstanding of our fallen nature and weaknesses cause us to think we are better than we are. And that causes us to strive to lift ourselves above others and God. Humility admits that most importantly, God, but also others are responsible for our achievements. Humbleness enables us to be a teachable person who is willing to have a good attitude of submission and a servanthood. A person who confesses sin and remembers how Jesus saved as well as served us. And the discipline of submission is essential if we are to be free of our pride. Come on, y'all. We almost done. We about to go into different areas of submission. Submission as a disciple of Christ. Oh, boy. Listen, I'm just putting my disclaimer. Don't get mad at me. That's between you and God. So if there's something you don't like. I'm about to say, don't get mad at me. (laughs) I mean, you can, but it ain't going to do you no good. That's between you and the Lord. So discipline as a servant of Christ. Here we go. We are called to fear God, which means to reverence Jesus as Lord and not as an afterthought or only when it's convenient. Oh boy. We are to come before him in this way, along with humbleness. We are to fear and submit as we present our endearment and respect. This is supercharged when we realize who we are in Jesus. So our intense reverence and awe of God and his holiness comes from us and is shown to others. It does not mean we are afraid of him. Rather, we are fearful of his wrath. There are so many scriptures with that. You can look on my 
Facebook or whatever podcast platform you use and all the scriptures and the notes uh, be right there as well. And you can also on my Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, Real Pastor Wade, Wade is spelled W-I-D. And you can get all the scriptures of anything that I'm talking about here. Also, when we submit to God's mighty hand, we are under his covering power, his controlling power and his sovereignty of God's love because he is in charge. It is the loving, caring hand of God that is in charge of us. It can be a hand of shelter, deliverance, attesting, or chastening. His hand is always his best love for us so we become our best to his glory. So do not debate with God. Be humble under his will under his word and under his power. Even though we were deeply loved before the cross or our faith in him, we are accountable for our actions and where our trust, faith, and heart are placed. It is in Jesus or in the world. That's Matthew 23, 12. As a Christian or disciple of Christ, we are to remove all aspects of pride and arrogance from our thinking and actions. In doing so, watch this. We are to recognize and respect those in authority. That's Exodus 22, 28, 1 Kings 21 and 10, and Proverbs 24 and 21. Let's talk about submission in marriage. Uh-oh, uh-oh, here come the hammer. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Here come the hammer. I'm just saying. Submission to marriage. And then we're going to talk about submission of a leader. And then we are done, y'all. Here we go. Submission of marriage. And this will help some singles, too, that want to be married. Listen, this, this, this encompasses a lot. Because you're really talking about a bond. You're talking about a vow between two people. Here we go. Submission in marriage. Don't get mad at me. Also means freedom. It does. It is not the tyrannical concept most of us have in mind. It is a form of mutual respect and love. It is a form of mutual respect and love. Don't get me started. <laughs> I feel it bubbling up, y'all. I'm about to go on a tangent, but I'm trying not to. Holy Spirit, give me self-control right now. It is not <laughs> to be forced, but offered freely in response to each other's love because the husband loves I put in quotes the woman's greatest need because the husband loved the woman's greatest need because the husband is caring because the husband is putting his wife's best interest forward the wife submits and he earns her devotion which is a man's greatest need so let me put this in other words for you a woman's greatest need especially in marriage is affection and affection does not mean sex <laughs> so all my guys was like out there so i told you sick no affection is not sex that's why read in genesis when god issued the different curses that was going to come to the serpent to the woman and to the man he says to her to the woman your affections will increase for your husband so affection for her is like when y'all walked in the mall she you, she wants you to hold her hand. Y'all doing window shopping and stuff like that. That's affection. So what happened is you show her, you want to give her the affect so you can experience the effect later. Did I say the wrong thing? I, this, I know this is supposed to be a PG show or no. Yeah. So the reason why you want to give her affection is so 
if her affections increase for you and you feed into her affections, you'll receive the effect later. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> then, as far as for men, I don't want to take it there because there is a number one need for there, but let me put it to you in this form. Men, ladies, want to be admired, while you, on the other, other hand, want to be inspired. So a man, he, he loves your love, but what he really cherishes is your admiration. So what happens is if there's mutual respect for each other and you guys are fulfilling each other's needs, and I'm not just talking about sexually, if you guys are fulfilling each other's needs, especially to what God had mandated in you or mandated to you or commanded you, then what happens is your marriage should, even though there'll still be ups and downs, should flow smoothly. Oh, boy. I wish I had time to go all into that. So remember, he wants to be admired by you. And fellas, she wants to be inspired by you. She wants to feel safe. She wants you to show her affection. That's what she wants and needs. And any woman that says, I don't need affection. Okay, well, you're not human. You must be a cyborg. So (laughs) I'm just saying. And then I've never seen a guy, a man say he never wants to be admired by his woman. That's that's foolishness right there. So I'm going to leave that alone. So remember those two things. It allows us to be free and to have the best flowing in and out of us, thus the best interest and care of each other at heart. It frees us from bad thinking that leads to a bad choices, which in turn leads to a life of misery and trouble. A wife's respect for her husband shows him unconditional love that helps fuel this desire to return love. Like, so when you talk about wives, submit to your husband. So that word submit means hupotasso, which means voluntary submission based on respect. So, fellas, so if she's not respect you and you're not getting respect at home, that means there is something missing. She doesn't feel safe and she doesn't feel you're worthy of her submission. She doesn't re- respect you because remember, it's voluntary submission based on respect. I know some of you want to just say we're supposed to rule over women. No, you got you are the head. And therefore, as the head, she is the body. And therefore, that's why we don't have two heads. Therefore, whatever the head goes, the body goes. So, and the body can't go nowhere without the head. So a man always will have headship. That is a divine right. Sorry, ladies, there's no getting around it. I know Oprah told you, she wrote, be strong, all that. I get it. This is the women's movement right now. Listen, y'all go tell me we got a woman president. I get it. And that's all beautiful. (laughs) But at the end of the day, a man always will have headship. That was given by God. So, but you guys are supposed to rule and have dominion together. Oh boy, where's my cricket? I need my crickets right now. I need my cricket because I know somebody just got upset with me, but it is what it is. So, a wife's respect for her husband shows him unconditional love that helps fuel his desire to return love. He receives his value and honor that is so important to a man. The wife responds because she knows she is cared for and cherished her important needs. Love is often reciprocal. The husband loves and the wife responds with respect and honor. And so here, that's another thing. Whatever you plant in her, fellas, she's going to give back to you. Remember, a woman is the birthing canal of life, period. So whatever you plant, if you plant your love in her, guess what? She's going to give you love back. You plant her, your seed in her, guess what? She, your, your baby's going to pop out. So whatever you plant in her, 
she's going to give it back to you. You're the visionary. She's the stabilizer. Oh, man, I wish I had time to go into that. Uh, love is often reciprocal. The husband loves and the wife responds with respect and honor. And when things are not going well, the wife should and must still respect him unless there is abuse. Let me say that again. Unless there is abuse, you should always respect him. Y'all should respect each other, actually. As with the husband who must still love regardless of how his wife is being with him, then the relationship will vastly improve. There's so many scriptures on that. Then lastly, submission as a leader. Here we go. Everybody want to be a leader, but no want to be a follower. Only way you can be a leader is if you be a great follower and there has to be submission. Here we go. Submission as a leader. Real biblical leadership is found in humbleness by developing a servant attitude. Remember I said earlier, any time I've been in any ministry, any place, I've served my way. I didn't come in with no, I'm the bishop of the tutus. I didn't come, never came in any ministry like that. I've sat for a couple of years until somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I need you. Because why? Consistency will always win. I, I'm one of those that no one ever can outserve me. Why? Because my best ability is availability. So all I could do is there could be some people more talented than me, whatever. All I got to do is just sit there. And I know without question that consistency is an issue for a lot of people, especially when it comes to serving. So all I got to do is just wait. Wait on the Lord. And every time I wait on the Lord, he has elevated me every single time. So I'm just seeing that to help somebody. You may be overlooked. People always doubting you. You may be the comeback kid all the time. I'm telling you, if you just stay consistent and stay available, trust me, God will elevate you. Here we go. Real church or spiritual authority is not based in our ordination, election, position, title, or degree. And it definitely doesn't come from our will or personality. Rather, it comes to us from God. This is about his authority being exercised through us evidence by our love, fruit, and compassion, while our power is under control and matures. Humbleness will enable us to be teachable, willing to have a good attitude of submission and servanthood, and a people who confess sin and, and remember how Jesus served us. That's Mark 9, 35. We are to accept his mighty hand. Then we will be lifted up. We are to endure, watch this, the pain and difficulties that life brings, for he will lift us up. We are to endure the trouble and trial, for he will lift us up. Watch this. We should never think that our circumstances are too difficult. Rather, we should seek to cast our anxiety on him because we have the confidence that he does care for us. Take heed, my peoples. From Pastor Wade from This Is The Day. God will not lift us up until we are ready for it. Our grace came after the cross. Our crown comes after the cross. Suffering comes before glory. The discipline of submission is happening when we are overflowing with the magnitude of the greatness of God's grace to grow and to be mature and faithful. Here we go, y'all, requires us to work on our willingness to submit and be humble. The result, good God almighty, is respect, cooperation, unity, community, and the power 
of his fruit at work. We have to see that God wants us to submit. This is best for us, both individually and collectively as a church. Being a disciple of Christ and a church is about relying on him, not ourselves. It is about his mighty power at work in us and not our feeble ways. His faith and power will be poured out on us when we are faithful, obedient, and meek. A true disciples, and we are done, is willing to submit to authority. Remember that Jesus took a towel to show his willingness to submit. What? Do you take to him? I pray (laughs) that you enjoyed our time together. Thank you for tuning in to episode 17 of Disciplines of Faith. I thank you for all your support and responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And please remember to subscribe. And don't just listen to these episodes just once. Come on, y'all. What we do now will echo into eternity. (laughs) Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes. Just want to get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, you can't exercise faith without discipline. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, discipline is key to discipleship. A special thanks to my man, KC, at Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group. Anybody that wants to do a podcast, I'm telling you, look up I Am Music Group. I'm telling you, they treat me right. Those are my peoples. Tell them, Pastor Wade sent you from This Is The Day. Thank you for producing the show. Erica Dove, listen, she's going to hook you up on the artwork. She does an amazing job. Also, the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Diddy on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. Team for the Baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, that is my pastor. And Lena Bird-Miles for This Is The Day intro. A shout-out to Shannon Jackson and Shay J Entertainment and the Holy Ghost Busters Mobile Ministry. A shout-out to my man Julian Payne at the House of No Ho Podcast, at the House of No Barbershop. I'm telling you, if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, he is a celebrity to the stars. He keeps me looking fresh. So look him out, House of No Ho. And remember to subscribe on This Is A Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And remember to post any subject titles you would like to discuss on This Is Today Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories on what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.